You're listening to the Mom Mindset Podcast. As a mom, I know that you face challenges every day, but I also know that those challenges don't have to steal your joy and confidence as a parent. Each week, we'll adjust the different challenges and mindsets that moms face and show you how to overcome them so that you can thrive in every season of life. After all, you are the best mom for your child. And welcome back to the Mom Mindset Podcast. Today, we are going to be doing something a little bit different and digging into the Word of God. And this all came out of a couple of days ago at a prayer meeting. I was talking to the Lord and, you know, just trying to get some direction on some different things. And God started talking to me about forest fires. And, you know, maybe you can relate, maybe you can, but right now I feel like I'm in just the season of transition where things feel really chaotic and I know that I'm growing, but there's some areas that feel just like really, really hard and really challenging right now. And, uh, you know, the message that the Lord gave me in this season about forest fires gave me a lot of clarity and showed me the steps to take when it feels like things are kind of out of control and like I'm changing uh, and like I need to change more to keep up with where God wants me to be. Um, So, you know, as God and I were talking about forest fires, you know, he kind of drew on my past knowledge. So I have a biology degree. I, you know, studied a lot about science in high school and in college. Um, And if you did that as well, or maybe if you just attended, you know, even one of those Smokey the Bear presentations, um, you've probably learned that forest fires are kind of like this necessary evil, right? Um, It's necessary for the overall health of a forest. They actually, most forests need to have uh, a forest fire of some kind every like three to 27 years or something like that. And that's because forest fires do a couple of different things for the forest. Uh, first, they clean the forest floor. They get rid of all the old debris, anything that was kind of inhibiting growth or inhibiting light from getting into uh, the plants that are on the bottom. Uh, it helps provide habitat for other animals, again, by clearing away all that extra debris. It can kill disease. A lot of trees, a lot of plants suffer from bacterial Uh, infections, suffer from different uh, parasites. So when a forest fire goes through, it can clear out disease and make the overall, you know, the trees, the bushes, everything overall healthier. And it also allows for a new generation of plants to be born. Um, I was reading about how some trees produce cones that actually require heat in order to release the seeds. So the forest fire plays a huge role in helping the forest thrive. So then kind of comes the question, why is it that we as people freak out about forest fires? Um, You know, we've learned a lot, we know a lot about them. Uh, Some people have controlled forest fires uh, to help make sure that they are providing a healthy environment for the forest to grow without creating, you know, a huge forest fire that kind of threatens the entire ecosystem and even our lives. So why do we freak out? And the answer, there are kind of two answers uh, for that question. And the first is control, right? We want so desperately to just be in control of our own life, to be in control of what goes on, to be in control of, of our scenery, of where we live, of, of the things that we have. And we don't want anything to come in and threaten this life that we've built. So if you live in an area where there are forest fires, that's definitely a fear. Uh, And the second thing, again, is we want to protect what we've built. Even if you can understand that nature and everything around you needs a forest fire, it's kind of like, that's fine, but don't come close to me. Don't come close to my house or my car or my family. 
And as God was speaking to me about this, he started telling me that sometimes you have to let him burn what you've built. And let's just be really clear, I'm not talking about a literal forest fire anymore. You know, I'm talking about those seasons of life when things are changing and you're trying to hold on to the things that you love. You know, you're trying to hold on to your relationships, your job, your way of parenting. And God is here to saying, give it to me. Let me get rid of what doesn't belong in your life anymore so that there's room for new growth. And the reason that I wanted to bring this onto the Mama Mindset podcast is because I feel like this is a super common problem that moms face, right? We go through seasons where our kids just sort of change overnight. They grow up and suddenly their needs are different and we have to learn how to parent differently. Um, we have to adjust our life. We have to adjust, you know, the way that we do things. And it can be hard because you want to hold on to the way thing that way things were, the way that it was working. You felt so good. You felt in control. And suddenly things are changing. Um, sometimes our relationships as moms can change where we have friends that we had before we have kids. And once we have kids, we realize that they don't have the same place in our life or, you know, people moving away, people, you know, getting different jobs and just not being a part of our life anymore. And those things can feel really painful. They can feel very challenging, but I feel like what the Lord is saying is that when we go through those difficult seasons, we have to learn to give it to him to not be so protective of ourselves and the things that we've built and the control that we want over our life that we limit his ability to work in us and grow us. Um, and I also want to be clear that I'm not talking necessarily about like struggles or trials because I don't believe that God orchestrates those kinds of things, um, you know, like like a terrible sickness or losing a job or something. I'm really talking here just about something as simple as a friend moving away or just wrestling through God. Like, what do you want to do in my family right now? You know, the, the Bible says that there is a time for everything, absolutely everything. It says that in Ecclesiastes 3. Um and we see it in other parts of the Bible as well. You know, we're talking about there's a time for seed time and time for harvest. Genesis 8:22 says, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. We can see that there's these rhythms and these seasons in the world. And just like as we can expect that at some point it will be cold and then it will warm up and then it will be cold again. Uh, you'll plant seed and you'll harvest it and you'll plant seed and harvest it. Um, our lives move in cycles and it's a good thing. You know, personally, I have found that I actually really prefer the warm weather. I used to like cold weather until I had kids and now we're all stuck inside while it's snowing. Um, I really prefer warm weather, but it's encouraging to me to know that, you know what, even though we have to go through those cold seasons, the warm one is coming. Even though I go through seasons where I feel like I'm just sowing, sowing, sowing seed into my kids, into my family, my relationships, my job, whatever, that there is a time when I'm going to see the fruit of all of that. So thank God for seasons, right? Um, Habakkuk 2.3 says, For still the vision waits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. There's a season for everything in your life. And there's a season where the vision God is giving you is going to come to pass. And there's a time when we have to wait for it. And it's in that waiting when God is really working and that we have to let him work, you know, and that doesn't have to be a bad thing, right? It feels like a bad thing. Uh, in the case of a forest fire, it looks really devastating when you look out and you see, like, if you've seen pictures of a forest fire, like it looks scary bad, <laughs> but really it's a good change for the forest and for the animals that rely on that habitat. 
um, as God started talking to me even more about forest fires, he started talking to me about how we like to protect what we've created. Like I said, um, we like to keep things in order. Uh, we like to make sure that our work kind of stands the test of time. And then he challenged me with this. He said, what are you holding on to that you're unwilling to put through the fire? What are you holding so close to your heart that you aren't willing to let God touch it or purify it, refine it, or even prune it? You see, when we hold things back from God, we keep them in a state of stagnancy. And here I'm thinking about things like my friendships, our career, uh, your parenting style, your marriage, your the image that you're projecting to the world. We have to learn how to submit those things to God. And if we're going to be moms who can parent with confidence, we can't have these little kind of this baggage that we're holding on to that we're not willing to give to God. We have to give him everything. I was I was talking to someone about, you know, just a situation going on in my life and I said I felt like I dealt with this issue before, like in high school I dealt with it and I thought I had it and then in college something else came up and I had to deal with it again at a deeper level. And then as a young adult, a deeper level, as a mom, a deeper level, like I felt like I just kept peeling back layers of an onion and I'm finally kind of getting down to the root of the issue. And as moms, we have to take the time to let God get to the root of the issue in our lives. We can't let things like insecurity, um, things like comparison, things like pride stay in our lives because ultimately they're going to keep us from being the confident and joyful, fruitful moms that God has called us to be. We have to be willing to give everything to God. Um, you know, John 15 says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. So that's kind of the part that we stick we stick on when you read that in church or something, when people say, he's gonna you know, cut you off if you don't bear any fruit. You have to bear fruit for God, bear fruit for God. But it also says the next part in verse two, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You see, sometimes growth hurts. That's an uncomfortable reality. Growth hurts. Sometimes it just hurts our pride. <laughs> sometimes it hurts in other ways, but it requires us to let go of things that have served us in a different season, but that can't go with us into the next one. Uh, growth causes us to confront the ugly parts of ourselves that still need to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus. And that's all not saying like, that you're bad or you're doing things wrong, you could be doing things great. Like you could be killing it as a mom. You could be rocking it in your career, you know, having a great relationship with God and still go through these seasons because God has to continue to prune off what doesn't belong so that you can be even more fruitful. So on the other side of all this pruning of going through the fire, there is greater freedom. There's greater strength, power, love, wisdom i mean can you imagine if like the tree decided that it knew better than the gardener was like ah you know no thanks you can't have this branch and like snatched it away like that would be so silly and so ridiculous so when we give ourselves to god and we offer ourselves to him in humility and we say i'm giving you everything that i have every mindset everything that i've created and built with my own hands god do with it what you will we can be sure that the results will be greater fruit in our lives and i'm thinking you know the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace you know i'm not just talking about having better behaved kids or having more money in your bank account like the fruit of the spirit the transformation the transforming power that god wants to have in your life is going to be even stronger as you submit yourself to him first peter 5 6 says humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god so that in the proper time he may exalt you 
Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. You see that level of humility that it takes to humble yourself before God, to trust him and not lean on your own understanding? That level of humility is huge and it requires a level of intimacy with God to even allow him to reveal those things to us let alone go on and speak into them and correct us and lead us and show us how to mature through them. You know, I've, I've just been dealing with a couple of different things in, in my parenting journey and just in my life. And, you know, it's nothing terrible, nothing tragic has happened, but just different areas where I need to grow and I need to, I need to learn more about who God's called me to be and how to walk just in the complete freedom of, you know, my identity in Christ. And, I realized that I had gotten a little bit complacent because it's been a few years since God did like this deep of an inner work in me. Um, and I was realizing all those old insecurities and fears and pride and everything were starting to push up to the surface. And as God was speaking to me about those things and pointing out, you know, yes, it has been a while, but that's that's okay. <laughs> uh, it doesn't mean that anything's going on wrong now. It just means I want to take you to a deeper level. He was reminding me that I have to take everything to him and remember that his ways are higher than mine, his thoughts higher than my thoughts. And when I when I did this, when I finally started turning to him and asking him for help with this parenting issue I'm having, uh, asking him for help with my relationships and with my career and everything, I started to have so much more freedom. And I'm so looking forward to continuing to dive into it and getting even more freedom as I continue to just submit things to God, you know, because now when you choose to give give your issues to God, um, give your plans to God, you can walk through life, you know, not just letting things happen to you and acting almost like a victim or like you just have to survive it, but I can be victorious. You know, I can learn how to victoriously rely on God for everything. And it makes you realize that if something in your life doesn't line up with what God wants for you, whether it be a job, relationship, whatever, then I don't want it. I only want what God wants. And if I want what God wants for me, then I have to be willing to give, to potentially give up some of the things that I'm holding on to. And I really feel like this is kind of like a word for the year that God wants to do a really refining work in us as moms. So your challenge and mine is to just get alone with God. That is hard, okay? It's hard to let God do this kind of deep inner work when you're so distracted by, oh, my house is a mess, my my job is crazy, my kids are like always trying to talk to me while I'm trying to have time alone with God. But you have to get alone, you have to prioritize this and ask him, you know, what what attitude, what habit, what relationship have I been holding on to and what do you want to do in me instead? I, you know, I'm thinking right now about actually the, uh, the Samaritan woman, you know, the, the woman at the well. And when Jesus started talking to her, and she was not interested at all in what Jesus had to say. She was a little bit like, I don't know, standoffish is how I read it. Um, I'm not sure if that's what the intention was, but she acted a little bit standoffish to me. And this is in John chapter four, if you want to check out the whole thing. Um, but as Jesus started to press in on the issues that she held closest to her heart, as he, you know, revealed no, you've actually had five husbands and the guy you're with right now isn't even your husband and speak into the things that were giving her the most shame, uh, but also the things that sort of held her identity. She started to open up and ultimately through this encounter, through Jesus, 
speaking truth into her life, he also revealed his identity as the Messiah to her. She was the first person that he said that to, that he said, I am he, I am the Messiah. And through this woman, like so many people heard about Jesus. She went on to become, you know, a great evangelist in Samaria. And also, you know, she traveled to a lot of people believe that she became an evangelist who traveled and who ministered to other people and spread the gospel to Carthage. And none of this would have been possible unless Jesus pressed on those difficult spots, spoke into the areas of her life that needed to change, and helped her to open up her heart to receive from him. So if you want to be the wife, the mother, the friend, the employee, uh, the speaker, the artist, whatever it is that God has called you to be, you have to allow yourself to go through the fire this year. And again, fire does not mean tragedy, it does not mean disaster, it does not mean suffering. It's just the refining process. Let God see the parts of you that, that you don't even like. Let him correct the areas where you might feel prideful or where you might be lacking wisdom. And when you do, you are going to thrive. You're going to find a new level of confidence in Christ and in his plans for you. And I cannot wait to see how it benefits your journey as a mother. Well, again, this is a different podcast, but I'm hoping to do a few more like this this year. So if you want to follow along on the journey, make sure that you go over to Instagram. I'm there at abigail.condon. I like to do some silly reels, some serious reels, uh, quotes, inspirational things, etc. And then you also make sure that you don't miss a single podcast if you follow me over there. So I would love to see you uh, leave a comment. Let me know what you think of this episode. And until next week, remember that you are made to be a mother and you are the best mom for your child. Talk to you soon.